Very special carnival podcast. Oh. What happened to your queer party friends? Hello, Peen. Are you ready to go out on the road? Oh, am I? Party on the road with the trucks? Yeah. That's Michel Montano. He's a big star in Trinidad. Great. I'm glad that I made it into the show. Don't you just feel like jamming on the road? Clearly, Spike. Great. Well, I'll just leave that on so we can keep the vibes up and going. Ah, great. I can't wait. Yeah, it's good. Good. Uh, good. Podcasting music. Hey. So, uh, so, so, how is it? How are you doing, Spade? It's been quite a while since our last episode. It's been a long time. I've missed the dulcet tones of your uh, smooth, raspy voice. Yes. <laughs> a lot's happened since the last podcast. Uh, yes, March fourteenth. You've left us with uh, our big episode one hundred and two. Andy goes to carnival. Yeah, and now now I finally have gone and come back. Kind of an important uh, time in my life, probably more important than anything that's happened over in Peen Manor. That that would be what the development of your uh, Yaroslav wrestling blog. Oh, that I just mean like I had a life changing event in Trinidad. Uh, ah, yes. You know, it just course. changes your whole mindset. Really, I mean, it just gets you in a different state of mind, state of being. Uh, whereas, like, life is just the same boring, usual bullshit over in San Diego, right? Clearly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing interesting going on there. So we don't even have to talk about your life because I'm sure there's absolutely nothing that's fascinating about life in stately peen manner. Agreed. Yeah, let's just kick off, kick off this uh, long-awaited episode with uh, a nice recap of Andy's carnival experience. All right, I will. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, maybe if we have time to fit in your boring life, then we can do that as well. But I was out in, as everybody knows, as we've all been waiting for with bated breath, uh, I was in the island nation of Trinidad and Tobago, which consists of two islands and uh, two main islands and some smaller islands. And um, I'd like to start by reading uh, the entire Wikipedia entry on Trinidad and Tobago, if I could. Should take um, a couple hours, but it should give, Great. Should give you some, wait. some background of the island because, as everybody knows, anytime you travel to a new country, you really want to uh, learn the the history of it. Yeah, all right, you can do that. I'm going to open up this 3DS here and uh, catch up on some turn-based gaming. Ooh, turn-based strategy games. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, um, it, it was a good time. I will, I'll spare the history, but uh, just so you know, Trinidad, it is an island. It's in the tropics. It's right off uh, South America. It's right off the coast of Venezuela. Uh, but everybody speaks English, the English there, which is nice. You don't have to speak Espanola. Yeah, it's a nice, real, it's a nice authentic foreign experience for you. They did. It was hard to listen to understand a lot of people, though, especially when locals were talking to each other and they weren't trying to make sure that, you know, dumb Americans were able to understand them. Yeah, there was a little bit of that patois, like when Jamaicans start talking fast, um, couldn't really understand them. It was also weird. Yeah. What's the deal with those guys talking with accents? Well, like, why don't they just talk in an American accent? It's the same thing with British people. I don't get it. It's like, don't sound dumb. I mean, like, you're making yourself sound uneducated. All these British people walking around like, Oi, I'm Jason Statham. I'm going to drive me tall <laughs> real fast around the road. It's like, dude, you sound retarded. Sound like a normal person. Speak actual English. Um, 
you have you run into a little of that in Trinidad too. But uh, it makes me sick. It is it is kind of annoying. Also, everyone runs around playing cricket. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> Uh, but it was a buddy of mine from business school. Was uh, grew up in in Port of Spain. Oh, which is hilariously abbreviated POS on all the signs. I don't recall. Did Wild Bill go on this trip? It was. It was Wild Bill. I don't know if you saw our Facebook photos. Uh, no, I did not. Really? Uh, I'm pretty lazy on the Facebooks. Right? You're too busy posting uh, Sophie memes. Yeah, yeah. I had a real streak of those. <laughs> They're still going, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you know, every once in a while, yeah. you know, I, sometimes I'll, a lot of my creative energy is obviously going into my, uh, Padres Jagoff project. Oh, yeah, drawing MS Paint, uh, big, bright pink penises with, uh, veins and mushroom tips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a great one yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the bat that was the size of, I mean, the, the peen that was the size of a bat. Yes, yeah, yeah, with M- Miguel Cabrera saying, penis, my favorite. You gotta be a real size queen to appreciate that kind of, <laughs> that much dong. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a whole week, and when we were done, um, I didn't. Yeah, take... but you didn't post any pictures on here. Oh. I'm checking now. I didn't, but if you look at the pictures, what? that were, I was tagged in, then you should be able to go to the. Oh, I see. That's how this works. So not only did I not take any pictures with my phone, but when we got there, my our phones didn't work, so we had to stop at the airport kiosk and buy like the local phones, and they give you like you buy them for like fifty bucks, and they're those. Um, they're like the size of like your finger. They're the little chocolate bar size ones or the mini. Bars. Right. <laughs> yeah. I used to have one like that. Yeah. They're so stupid and old fashioned now compared to smartphones. Like they have, they have like snake and solitary. They're only games, the only apps that they have on them. And, uh, the, we did a bit the entire time we were there is we would just go to people like, Hey, can you get a picture of us? And then we would hand them those phones. <laughs> yeah. The old, this is the old Weigel bit. Well, McGrain started it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but adding in adding in the the allure of a uh, of a burner phone. Yeah, a bur- yeah, as, exactly as a burner, as opposed to McGrain's bit was just to, to, to say uh, use use your phone, use your camera. When uh, they would ask, you would say, "Hey, can you take a pic of us?" And then you'd pose, and then you wouldn't give them a camera, and they'd be like, "Well, you need to you need to give me your camera." And they go, "Uh, just use yours. Yeah, you know, just take a picture with your camera." But this was better because then. Every now and then, someone would actually like fiddle with it for a couple minutes, looking for uh, the camera, and then uh, then we'd all share a good laugh. But uh, so I didn't take any pictures though. But then uh, at the end, um, our buddy Mark was sending around all the pictures of us, and then while Bill sent his pictures, and I was like, "These are some good pictures." And all of a sudden, I started getting emails like, "You've been tagged on Facebook. You've been tagged on Facebook." And then you go to the pictures, it's like, "Ah, oh, this is eh, all right." Really didn't want these on there, but that yeah, yeah, there's quite a few spay. I'm in uh, quite, quite a few shirtless pics up over here. Yeah, you get some nice pics of my uh, awesome beach bod. I mean, it's yeah, it's you, Wild Bill, and then uh, this other friend, pal of yours, who's uh, who looks like he does belong on the beach. Yeah, Mark. Mark uh, got into CrossFit. He wasn't that. I mean, he was always in decent shape, but he was never like that in uh, business school. And then I guess uh, getting that into CrossFit is basically like a cult. Like he, yeah. he would watch YouTube videos of people doing CrossFit. And that- yes, if only Newsman Ogle was here just to uh, some add some insight on that. Well, I guess if you end up looking like a bodybuilder, it's kind of cool. But on the other hand, like I don't know, doing CrossFit sounds miserable. But he just fucking loved it. Like he did it. He like wake up hungover and then be like, got to eat twelve hard boiled eggs and then go uh, do a bunch of burpees. I was talking about fucking, yeah. What the fuck burpees? That's not fun. Not cool. That's what that's what that's what you'd have to do if you screwed up in practice. Exactly. It's like, uh, what did you curse? Uh, go run some laps, or like, uh, you uh, the mental error. That's go do some burpees, or like, you know, 
penalty? Oh, offsides? You didn't pay attention? Go do some. Yeah, go, go yeah. work out. Get down thirty burpees. Exercise. <laughs> it's what you do when you forget the uh, Marines' fifth general order when uh, Sergeant Hartman's trying to educate you. Exactly. Or when you bring a jelly donut out of the mess hall. <laughs> um, so yeah, those pictures should give you a good idea. Um, it's you walk around shirtless and you just get super drunk. And the only way, like, the, of course, there's been times when we've been in college and we've gotten really drunk and thrown up all over the place. I mean, they, there are times where you party harder in the U.S., but never an environment that uh, encourages as much partying. Right. So, um, it, you know, we could recant as much as possible or recount, not recant. I would never recant that. Um, but I don't want to just go on too long. But the best idea of so the, the, the party that starts everything off. So Carnival is Tuesday. It's Mardi Gras traditionally, blah, 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 even though it's not at all religious and there's not that many Catholics or anything down there. But um, the week leading up to it is all like the local stuff. So all the locals love the week before official Mardi Gras or official Carnival. And then mm-hmm. uh, the weekend before, everybody parties at like concerts and stuff. And we went to one of those uh, right the first day we were there. And I was so tired, I basically fell asleep standing up. And then the next night is Sunday night and it starts Juve, which is uh, it's French for daybreak. And it's when the youth are supposed to do their Mardi Gras, except... I mean, their carnival, uh, but it's kind of e- evolved into this uh, complete shit show where um, the, all, all the, the masquerading, all the parades are you uh, go out in the middle of the street and they close down all the, the main downtown areas of Port of Spain and you uh, either get into costume or do whatever you're supposed to do with your, with your band, which is your club or whatever, and they let tourists in. It's really easy. You just sign up um, and then you either get a costume or you do whatever your band tells you to do. And then you just follow these trucks, these big tractor trailers, these semis, and they either have a full stocked bar where you just go up and get drinks with it as you walk along the bar and they have like a bunch of people serving you. Uh, or they just have a giant truck full of speakers and a DJ. And I guess they used to actually have like bands go around, but now it's just a DJ. And then <clears throat> sometimes there'll be, you know, like a, a truck that'll do nothing but like spray you down with like water or foam or something. Right. Or you'll have a truck that is just like a row of porta potties at the very end. And that's it. And then you just walk around while the music blasts. But Juve is a special one because it used to be for kids, so it was all cheap. So you didn't have like the costumes and the, the feathers. If you look at the pictures, everyone's got like sequins and all this other ridiculous, like r- ridiculous outfits. And the girls spend way more time with the makeup. It's like prom, except your prom dress is a bikini. And for dudes, you just wear board shorts and all the crazy shit. Yes, and, that's what it looks. That that's what it looks like. Yeah, it looks pictures. ridiculous. Like at the end, you take it all off. Like you wear it for the beginning, and then like the, um, uh, but and and when you parade and you go across this like parade grounds where it's supposed to be judges and who has the best band and it, nobody takes it. Most people don't take it that seriously. So for like the one or two people in each band that have to have like the craziest costume, and that you ignore them for the most part because there's like a couple thousand people per band that you're partying with. Um, and like the news crews, it's on like the local news. It's like the Macy's Day Parade or the Tournament of Roses, except just aggressive drinking. Um, no drugs. There's not even like nudity, and there's no there's no cursing. All the songs that are played have to be like PG, basically. Um, but otherwise, everyone is just getting completely fucking shit faced, and the entire town encourages it, and the entire country is like, this is why we exist as a country is to just throw this party where people come from all over and everyone has a good time. 
And the very first night that kicks it off is this Juve thing, and it's daybreak, so it starts at 3 a.m., and it goes until the sun comes up. So Sunday, we, like, woke up, we tried to take some nap and like at the, in the evening, and then we had to wake up uh, at, like, you know, 2 a.m., which means we didn't really, like, sleep. And then we all meet downtown with our band, and you get a bag, and inside the bag are three water bottles filled with, like, paint, uh, a T-shirt to wear that's going to get destroyed, uh, a whistle and a mug for all of your booze with a cap on it uh, so that you can keep all the uh, particles and the stuff flying around out of it. And then at 3 a.m. in like the nicest part of Port of Spain, like where all the Embassy Row is and all of the big mansions and stuff from the colonial era. And then the, the trucks fire up and they start playing like LMFAO and just like Katy Perry style like dance music uh, with that uh, Marshall Montano is, is their big their big star, I guess. And it's blasting at like as loud as it can go, and then everyone just gets really, really drunk, and then they spray paint and mud all over everybody. Because what are they drinking over there? Uh, beer? Yeah. Or do they have a, a local liquor? There's plenty of local beer, but the local beer is all shit. I don't know if you've ever seen well, it. Especially for craft beer, Andy. Oh, for craft beer, Andy. I was like, you got you all got any flying dog? I like <laughs> you all got some uh, India Pale you know, IPAs. What, what's your nicest IPA? What? What they have is, uh, I don't know if you've seen it around, but it's uh, Carib. Yes, Carib. Yeah, which is like a poor man's Famosa, which is a poor man's Corona. So you're going down a couple notches. And then below Carib is Stag, S-T-A-G. And it comes in a green bottle, and it tastes like garbage. It's swill. Like, the only thing it's got going for it is it's like 5.5%, so it's basically like an ice house. Yeah. But it's like drinking a foot. I mean, it fucking sucked. <laughs> I, after like two nights of being like, oh, I'll take the high alcohol stag. I was like, if I smell or even look at one of your logos, I'm going to barf all over myself. Well, I mean, you're a successful professional, though. <laughs> no swill for you. Well, so I just chug Caribs like three at a time. And they all come in like 10-ounce cans. So um, Dragon Book Dave would love the Southern Maryland-style 10-ouncers. Uh, so that- Dragon Oh, yes, dra- yes, yes, Dragon Book Dave. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> I'm so used to Dragon Book Domlay that... Uh, well, Dragon Book Dom... Dra- yeah, Dragon Book Dave's the poor man's Dragon Book Domlay. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, um, so, uh, and then, and then like, paint, and some guy just has, like, a, a paint can, but in in it is just all this mud, and he just walks around and just, and just slaps mud all over the place. And uh, you can see in the pictures, you start off just, like, with a white t-shirt, and at the end, it's just covered in, in goop and paint. Yes, I see. So this was a, a good chance to show off your, your your new elliptical body. Oh, yeah, you can see, like, rippling. Well, <laughs> I also realized at the end that uh, when people were taking pictures of me shirtless, like, I could have sucked in my gut. I just yeah. never at any point thought about, like, flexing a little bit and sucking in the gut. Whereas if you look at that guy, Mark, he's the, the, the darker-skinned dude. Um, yes. He's, like, pose. He's, like, this is my CrossFit pose. Like, he's practiced that in the mirror, like, a lot, I think. Yeah, clearly. All his pictures, he looks, like, almost, like, oiled up and posing. And then there's a picture of me and Bill, and we're just these fat, see-through, pasty <laughs> white dudes with hair on their chest. It's like, ah, what fun. But we don't... Yeah, it, do- it doesn't look like you hit the tanning salon before this trip. No. Well, that's the thing, is we've had so much snow. We've had the... Por- it was coming right off the polar vortex. Fucking polar vortex. And then we get dumped out into a tropical island... And uh, that's what really screwed me up the first day I was there is uh, they also don't have any like, you know, all the dumb rules we have that, you know, don't do anything but are there because like somebody got in a drunk driving accident. So it's like no open container, no, you know, 
you can't be outside drinking, all that other stuff when, like, clearly you could do it as long as, like, you just don't, like, drive blackout drunk. That's the problem. Yes, right. So as soon as we get there, our buddy Mark, um, we take the red eye and we get super drunk on the red eye. Well, I get really, really drunk because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to fall asleep on this plane. So I try to get blackout drunk, which works. Um, but I felt, like, terrible for most of the rest of the day. But he can, like, he drove us around as we did some errands, picked up our costumes and he's like, oh, here, stop in here and grab, like, a bunch of beer because you can just, like, drink as we just are here. And so we just drank all day, and then we're walking around in the sun, and it's, like, I haven't seen the sun for months, for, like, right. six months. And now my skin and my – everything is just um, – it's, it's taken a toll on me. And then um, – but then, luckily, Juve is at night, and uh, there's no – this isn't as big as the regular uh, carnival – so there's no uh, porta potty truck, so everyone just pees on the side of the road, and and it, it's fine over there, right? Like the uh, yeah. Los Policias don't care. Yeah, they say um, uh, you're not allowed to show any nudity, but if you're up against the wall and you're peeing, it's legal. So they're not you can't get a ticket for like facing a wall like downtown in the middle of Carnival and taking a piss. Right, because you're being modest. Yeah, but if you moon like like the KFC, which are huge down there, by the way. Uh, but if you moon like a KFC as you go by in Carnival, you like go to jail and they'll beat the shit out of you or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. They have they have like conservative values for a tropical island, but they they recognize that like we're gonna focus on what matters and we're not gonna waste time writing tickets for people like peeing on walls because they're drunk. Because if we get rid of all the fun, then then we'll just turn into like fucking Bethesda here. Yeah. Turn into here. We'll turn into America where everyone is like all their drunks are like shoved into some corner. And they all just self-destruct over a period of time. Right. Where everyone has to be scared to death of our uh, yeah. local authorities. And instead of thinking that the police are there to like help and protect you and that's why you pay taxes, you think that the police is like a problem and a hassle and people that you don't want to see around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally much better down there. <laughs> that's part of the epiphany and part of the, the life-changing experience. It's, that's what seeps into you is this idea. Um, also skipping ahead, we spent the last three days in Tobago on a beach, like just running like a beach house, um, a little further, not like on the, the beach, but you know, we went to the beach every day for three days and you go to the, the beach bar and you buy a beer and they give you a glass bottle. They just hand it to you. Right. And you're right there on the beach and you're like, okay, this means two things. It means either one that people are just constantly like stepping on broken glass and everything is. And it's just fucked up here, and it's like a shit show because they allow glass bottles, which you can't have because of all the problems they bring. Or what's obvious is that that's not true. And two, you could just have beach bot, you could just have glass bottles on beaches, and it's fine. Like you can just not have all these rules, and everyone will just get along. Right. I'm leaning towards the second. Yeah, it's clearly the second. I mean, the place is fine. Like the whole, you never really felt unsafe. It wasn't. You knew that there were like still some slums, and that it wasn't as economically developed as other places, but you never felt like someone was going to uh, just kidnap you and rob you. So um, we're, on the, we're on the road. It's in the middle of the night, and everybody's drinking, and you go by this park, and it's like, oh, this is good. I'll go post up against one of these trees and take a leak. Um, it's fine. Uh, that's what everyone's going to do. And then you look around and you go, oh, man, all the trees are taken. I, don't, uh, I guess I'll just have to wait. And then you look over and outside in the park where there are no trees is just dotted with people just sitting there, just taking a whiz, just <laughs> back to the to the band back. You know, they're they're not facing the parade. Eh, whatever. You know, it's fine. We'll just do this. I'm just peeing right in the middle of the road uh, in, the, in this giant field. Kind of yeah. uh, quite an experience. 
very freeing. Yeah. So then you finish up and you're all uh, fucked up and you kind of somehow make it back to this random house that we were renting. Um, and then you do that again only during the day and when everybody's in full costume and all dressed up to the nines. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, it just makes every other party that you're going to go to just pale in comparison. So as much fun as it is, it just makes the rest of your life that much shittier in comparison. <laughs> so, uh, how is the lady situation over there? Oh yeah. The other great thing, you is, know, a real band of dudes out there. So yeah, we were a bunch of dudes, but, um, the, the nice thing about it is, uh, you know, it's. The entire island goes out, so it's not just the young people. It's you know the old people. It's not just the uh, workout CrossFit folks. It's some people that you know maybe uh, have some extra uh, portions of them uh, to to jiggle around and put on display. Yeah. So, but everyone is in it for the same reason to have a good time. And there's a dance called the. Uh, it's just called whining. It's like winding it up, but it's just pronounced whining. So everyone's whining on the road, and whining is just um, grinding, like bumping and grinding, just dirty dancing. Yes. So it's not really a dance move or like steps. It's just you put your crotch up against somebody, or you go ass to ass, and you just like rub up and down to the music. And it takes a while because oh, baby time. We've had. Uh, we've all been in like you know, packed frat basements or wherever, or just drunk and you do a little, you know, grinding, maybe much more in college. It's a little much more rare now, but, um, there you're in the middle of the street. It's the middle of daytime. It's completely bright out. And, uh, what you're supposed to do is to just go up to any chick while she's wearing a bikini and just start grinding crotch to ass. And nine times out of 10, they will rub their butt up against your crotch, like for, you know, a few seconds then they'll turn around, and if you're they're digging you, then they'll keep doing it. And if not, they'll just kind of like walk away. And as long as you don't like harass them, you're fine. And it's just a it's a it's a mental uh, you just got to get used to it because it's not a natural thing if you're not doing it a lot. <laughs> to kind of right. to kind of go up and and literally assault people. I mean, if you did this in the U.S., like you would get kicked out of bars. Yes, you would get on a sex offender list. Yeah, yeah, just going up and be like, "Oh, hey, what's going?" On? Especially like in a club, maybe event. You know, you'll have to do it a few times till someone like slaps you or throws your drink at you, and you get dragged out of the bar. This is in the middle of the street, like surrounded by families, right? And for and it's the same thing with that pissing example, like in the middle of the park. Like for as weird as you feel being like grinding up on someone, having a good time, like there is somebody that's doing like out of a movie, like you wouldn't believe it, just like like. Like basically fucking with their clothes on right in the middle of the street. <laughs> right. So I take it you mastered this uh, this method. Yeah. By the end, so it took the third car- the third parade, which was there's Juve, then there's the Monday masquerade, the Monday mass, which is the same as Carnival except a little bit more low key and shorter. It's like a warm up, and then there was the the Tuesday, the Fat Tuesday Carnival. And at that point, we had all gotten used to it before. It was the three of us, these dudes just, like, kind of sticking together. By the third one, we would, like, split up and be like, whatever, we'll find you later. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, we don't have to, like, worry about where these other people are. Uh, we felt a little more comfortable. And at that point, you could just go into some crowd. And next thing you know, you're just, like, sandwiched in between, like, a bunch of butts and stuff. And you just do. And, yeah, you get over that and it's fine. And, uh, yeah. like, one time I remember I needed to, like, take a break. So I was just standing as the parade was going by, like, off like where the uh, the rest of the people were just kind of watching it go by. and um, But I was still in my carnival 
shorts, so you knew I was part of the band. And some woman, like a torpedo, attacked my my crotch with her butt. Just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh hell no, can't just stand there. <laughs> and just for longer than any other whining that I did was just pinning me against this wall with her butt for about <laughs> about like a minute, like to where it was kind of uncomfortable. Where I'm like looking around, like what the fuck is going on? This is not is Wild cool. Bill just standing there laughing at you. Yeah, well, I'm just standing there like, oh, white guy just hanging out. All right, time for this. <laughs> just plowed into me butt first. Uh, almost, you know, would have knocked me over if I wasn't against the wall. Right. And uh, but you know, then then just laughs and has a good time and walks away. And you're like, okay, so that now happened in my life. Yeah, that was fun. That was so that was an interesting uh, experience. And uh, we did that, you know, for three days, and then. We took a prop jet over to Tobago and uh, hung out on the beach for a while. And that was uh, some of those pictures came out while on Facebook where you just uh, that's when we settled in a bit. And we're just uh, we just bought like these like pallets of Coors Light and you just bring it with you to the beach. And then you just go out in the water and it's like waist deep and you just slug these Coors Lights. And it's not bad, man. It, uh, it makes you think, you know, there's got to be a way to figure out how to do this more often. Rather than, you know, every uh, every year, it's like yeah, I know how that is, babe. Except we can do that every day over here. Oh, San Diego. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I don't know. Have you been to both Trinidad and Tobago for Carnival and? I Tobago? have. Oh, I have okay. not. Because I've been to San Diego and Carnival. So <laughs> uh, you were here for a much bigger event, Bay. I was there for Comic Con. Yeah. It's like Comic-Con, except instead of fucking nerd comic books and dork asses and a million virgins, it's uh, it's a bunch of uh, mocha-skinned, uh, multi-ethnic, cultural uh, booze fest, a convention of alcohol. And all of the songs, if you ever listen to these uh, Soka music, you can just Google it and find them on YouTube. All they talk about is going out on the road, demanding that everybody party on the road. That everyone follow the trucks on the road, and that everybody drinks on the road. That's just over and over again. There's no, and everyone dances on the road, and they right, yeah. So if you want to know what Carnival's about, just go look up the lyrics, and it'll just say it's time to wine, it's time to drink, it's time to party for Carnival. The end. That's it. The end. Mm-hmm. So uh, it sounds like a real blast for everyone. Uh, how? What was your feeling when you flew back? And got off the plane at, uh, at stupid Reagan. Uh, or was this at Dulles? Even worse. Yeah, and was like, okay, I could wait in this line and get a cab, or I could just lay down on the road and hopefully one of these buses will crush my head and I never have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never have to wake up the next day and go back to work. And... Yeah, was there a more depressing time in the recent his recent times for you uh, than when you got off that plane and cleared customs? No, and it was and it was a terrifying feeling. As like as soon as you got even like one or two days of Trinidad in you, like you would just have these moments of like shit. This is gonna end. <laughs> you were... So like, how many times did you have beers? And while you're sitting there with Wild Bill, uh, it's being like, man, we got to figure out a way to do this every day. If only F Groupon had taken off. Yeah, I mean the yeah, and we and as soon as. You know, we figured out, like, okay, it wasn't as smart to rent a place where we are staying here. Uh, next year, we'll have to rent a place in one of these other places. So you know, we're already immediately talking about, like, doing it again just because uh, it's – it's. Is it, imagine – so the, the Juve thing is, like, go to Georgetown right now, well, in, in five or six hours, or go to, like, uh, Gaslamp District or whatever, uh, get, like, a, like a, a cart 
and put the biggest stereo you can buy, uh, crank it up to like 11 and start blasting, um, you know, uh, dance music and uh, have another cart and just fill it up with booze and then get uh, a bucket full of paint and mud and just start drinking, blasting music and spraying mud and paint everywhere and see how long you last before they throw you in jail and, you know, lock you up in prison. Right. I mean, in the end, it's something that would never fly here. It's an experience you could never have. I mean, I guess Bourbon Street maybe would be the closest you could get. Yeah. Here. And uh, like, yeah, like, but but Mardi Gras in New Orleans is like, um, well, I've never been to New Orleans Mardi Gras, but I have been on Bourbon Street. It, everybody, it, that's about as close as it gets. And it's uh, the same carnival tradition. But it's like, uh, it's not everybody's celebrating it. It's it, everybody you talk to is like, Oh, you're here for carnival. And they'll want to talk to you about it or ask you where you're from. And they're all happy. It'd be like, um, uh, I don't know, like, uh, the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Plaza. And you see some people from out of town and you start talking to them about, Oh, you're visiting New York. And like, that's how happy everyone is for the event. Except right. the event involves rubbing your crotch against chicks in bikinis and getting blackout drunk. Yes, man. There must've been, arbs all over the place it well the thing is you're so drunk so <laughs> yes yeah you you it, medicate the, the two things kind of work against each other in a lot of respects <laughs> it's like by the end of like the party you've been out in the sun so long and you're so drunk it's like i don't care if fucking kate upton walks in here completely nude i'm i'm done <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's nothing right. that can happen right now so it's quite it's a instant experience. It's like something where if you wanted to do it in the U.S., like you just you couldn't. Even if an entire state, like if Delaware was like, you know what, nobody likes Delaware with good reason because nothing cool ever happens. But we're gonna take everyone in Delaware, and for this week, we're just gonna do nothing but party. They'll everyone would just get sued out of existence after one or two years. Yes. Yeah. Spring break comes like close, but that's just like a constant battle of like some kid falling off a balcony versus like let's have a foam party. So, right. There's, always, there's still always restrictions. It's not um, completely unencumbered. Yeah. And these these trucks are huge. Like, the wheels are the size of giant tractor-trailer trucks. So there's people whose job for that week is to do nothing but to make sure no one falls in front of these trucks and gets <laughs> Because it's it'd be very easy if you just, I don't know. I, it, but you didn't see anybody just, like, blackout stumbling around, like, St. Patrick's Day style and, like, barfing. Right. There wasn't any of that. It was like you had like you have to be jumping around the whole time. Like my calves were sore for a week afterwards because <laughs> it's so much walking and jumping and, and like you know dancing. I wouldn't call it dancing because it's not like I can dance, but you're, you're moving. So when is uh, Andy making his big return to the, to the uh, islands? The islands. Yeah, I just thought of that thing in um, your favorite show, Lost, where. At the end of one of the seasons, Jack's like, they made it off the island, and he's like, the big cliffhanger was like, we have to go back. We have to go back to the island! That's exactly how it felt. Um, I, it, you know, next Mardi Gras is next uh, March. Or next next Carnival. So we're already... Yeah, we're gotta book your ticket. Yeah, I think six months in advance is about as early as you can do any of that stuff. But that's the plan, my man. Or get F Groupon back off the ground. Well, you know, there's some other things we got going, and that kind of will nicely seg into uh, some of our new, um, uh, 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 not pastimes, but new <coughs> ventures. Uh, we're a successful Sprouts blogger, man. Yeah, yes, we are. 
both of our uh you know some classes. more than others uh you know i think padres jagoff has really turned the corner this year you said uh, earlier when we were doing our show prep that you made a post that might be a, an evergreen uh, google searchable uh post oh yeah 492 hits as of now 492 is really good how much how do you think you could monetize that into uh some cash money for you uh, I don't know because I applied for the uh, for the Google monetization thing. Oh, AdSense. AdSense, yeah, and I was rejected. Oh, they said not you weren't big time enough, huh? Um, I don't know. I think it was a combination of content and uh, yeah, and big timeness. See, I think content would work in your favor because how many Padres blogs out there that also involved uh, giant veiny MS uh, penises? <laughs> Hey, that's what I said. You know, <laughs> to counter your rejection, Google. Did you ever think about? But this? I'm not. I'm not one of those Google bigwigs. <laughs> and, you know, you could be like, look, anyone out there can write about every game. Like, there's plenty of Padres blogs doing that. How oh, many yeah. of them are going to have a uh, a Los Angeles Dodger holding a bag of semen? Exactly. Um, I was told definitively today that uh, our local uh, our local station that carries the games. Uh, Cannot say the name of our blog on a on on air. Oh, did you email your local uh, station to say like, hey, can you shut up, give us some props? Well, they they're they're trying to engage the social media community more this year because uh, there's like new ownership and new management that was brought in. Yeah. So I mean, they're trying. They do this like one hour pregame show every day, uh, Padres social hour, where you know they solicit like people to tweet questions to them and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah. they they said that. They said they can they can never use my questions because of the blog name and my, or my Twitter name. Why don't you say, listen, it's just the name of a popular show about a military uh, lawyer and <laughs> and off. You can say off and, you know, we're JAG. So I'm a former military lawyer, which is why I live in San Diego. And I'm just telling everyone, Padres, JAG, off. It's off. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I didn't think it was going to be such a big deal. <laughs> so... Do you have you ever thought about just um, starting like a mirrored blog that does nothing but change it to Padres like uh, uh, bag off, <laughs> switch the letter? I almost switched the letter out with an F. I'm like, nope, that wouldn't do it either. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's too bad. So, uh, have you any contemporaries that you think you've get as much traffic as? Have they been mentioned by the local news? Um. Yeah. You know. I mean. The Padres have their chosen blogs that they have where they uh, bring them on to uh, TV or uh, invite them to media night. Uh, I, I had a big discussion today to keep me busy during the game about uh, how the Padres were just using these chosen blogs as uh, shills for management. Of course. Um, and I, I said, you know, they're not journalists. They're just fans that do blogs. Like, no one's getting rich on it. Yeah, and it's very easy to buy off fans that are doing these hobbies for free. Um, right. They're I mean, well. They're super fans at that. At the point that they're, you're you're spending time to do a blog, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you can probably be considered a super fan. So when someone's like, "Hey, we're going to invite you to go take batting practice on the field, and then give you free food, and then give you front front seat front row seats," you're going to give them better coverage because yeah. you don't want your access to to dry up. That's right. That's uh... I don't know. So they were arguing with that. They're like, "Oh, you know, we we still write negative things sometimes, but." Um, they're never going to say something negative about the the specific, you know, the dude at the Padres who's in charge of, you know, handling the social media. Mm -hmm. 
and marketing. He's like the chief marketing officer. They're not going to criticize him because then they're not going to get on TV anymore. That'd be a pretty baller move if you somehow got that for a day and then you just wrote a slam piece that did nothing but call him a giant piece of shit douchebag asshole. Right, like I would do. Yeah, maybe you should do that and just fake that you got access. Like read some of the other blogs that wrote about how awesome the Padres ownership are and how, how nice they are to bloggers. Just do the same thing except be like, and then not only did this guy call me an asshole to my face and told me that it was a stupid uh, loser, but then he tried to fucking uh, finger blast my butthole uh, while <laughs> I was walking up to my seat. I think this guy should go to jail. Maybe you should do that. I should do that. Um, I don't know why I haven't done that. <laughs> That'll get you a lot of uh, traffic because they'll have to sue you for uh, slander and defamation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a journalist. Yeah, you're a journalism major. That's right. Uh, I mean, they're average blogger. They're not considered a journalist, yes? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're basically writing opinion pieces all the time. Yeah, part of it's that mythical uh, journalistic standards that never existed. But uh, for the most part, if you're a fan and you're you're doing it to get perks, then you're the opposite of what a journalist is supposed to be. Right. That's against every bit of journalistic ethics. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not on the payroll of a, you know some newspaper. Right. And the, I mean, the whole thing about sports journalism is like sports has always been entertainment. And the very first like beat writers that started the Baseball Writers Association of America, they were paid by the ball clubs because they wanted the newspapers to talk about it. So you can't ever be like, well, back in the day, sports journalism used to mean something. It's like, no, nah, it was always like on the take. I mean, everybody had their hand out. They wanted a nice quid pro quo. But, um, you know, bloggers can be uh, like Big shills if they they eat up all of the breaded circus, or they can offer critical views from the outside, like Padres Jagoff does. Exactly, yeah, we're the we're the real voice of truth, Spay. Mm-hmm. You can really show these uh, lamestream media folks what the the true meaning of journalism is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Re- really resulting in a lot of hits over here, literally tens of hits. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty big. Uh, I had to get another beer. Now we also have a. Uh, I would. Call- I, I I also uh, one other thing. I did make it abundantly clear that I would be happy to accept perks in exchange for positive coverage of the team. <laughs> you will whore out your values at the first opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. You want to throw some free tickets and beer at me? I'll write whatever you want. Probably just like a beer would be enough, right? I mean, yeah. Not- I mean, literally half a hot dog would be enough. <laughs> One, a half-eaten hot dog and a sip of beer. Yeah, I would accept that. <laughs> um, we tried to uh, – well, I tried to solicit help from uh, – from. Uh, I don't want to say friend of the podcast because I don't think he listens or likes the show or maybe us sometimes, but friendly to the podcast, uh, blogger extraordinaire uh, Andrew Juge. I tried to solicit his uh, help because he's a successful uh, Saints blogger. He gets reblogged by Fox Sports and uh, yeah, and we and we brought him on the show to discuss the uh, the business of blogging. Yeah, he said it's just a it's just the labor of love, it's just a passion. It's not about the page views. And, yeah, although he did say he was making some money off of it. Mm-hmm. And he, not you know he's not living off it, but he's making he's making some money. You know enough to pay for a dinner here. And right, there. and it's not like he's buried underneath an avalanche of like groupie poontang, but he did say that he was enjoying the page view punan that he picked up every now and then. Yes, he did. He did express that. Yeah, and he may have been joking, and he may be happily married. But the point is this: when you have a successful sports blog, you are getting lots of pussy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just being thrown at you. So I mean, it's you know it, unavoidable, really. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we you know that I know that I know that now because uh, in the interim since our last broadcast, I've started up a very successful blog called uh, YaroslavWrestling.wordpress.com. I went WordPress on everybody, <laughs> and uh, oh, where, did I say that name right? It's already gotten a, a tremendous following in the uh, wrestling community, mostly because uh, wrestling fans are are dumb. They're the ultimate lunch pail sports fan. Uh-huh. They're about as blue collar. I'm surprised they even read blogs. Well, you know, the ones that I get are the ones that I get in, in, in message boards. So um you know, they they're already um they're already hip to the internet, even though some of them are uh, hilariously old and crotchety, uh annoying. Like you know how baseball fans like have a reputation of being stupid and annoying, like when they want to expand playoffs, they all like come up with reasons why it's a fucking terrible idea. Yes. When you're like, hey, but yeah, playoff baseball is cool. Why do, why don't we want more playoff baseball? And then they'll rattle off a bunch of dumb like Bob Costas talking points about how like the heart and soul of the game is about some bullshit when they were growing up. Yeah. And you want to fucking stab them to death and be like, you're stupid. You're not fans. I can't wait for you to die so the old stop ruining stuff I like. Exactly. That's like wrestling fans times like a million though. Because all they do is there's no like pro wrestling. It's just college and. Uh, they're they're a tiny tiny subset of like there's no it's it's not like you have fans from uh you know how hockey fans are much more devoted than like let's say NBA or NFL fans yes yeah like you could be a casual NFL fan and be like oh I root for the Redskins who cares or whatever but you can't be like a, a casual hockey fan you either like go to games or you don't um that's like wrestling fans also like cranked up so uh, I don't know it's just this weird weird collection of Super blue collar, like college nutballs and old men, and then like a few people who are like kind of cool. But anyway, I started this blog, yaroslavwrestling.wordpress.com. Yes, yeah, so I just pulled it up. I'm looking at some of the content on here. Yeah, some nice maps, right? Yeah, so a lot of mapping, uh, quite a lot of mapping. Um, I guess that's what the people are demanding is a lot of mapping. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't need to brag. I mean, you said you got a couple hundred hits. That's pretty cool. I got 8,410. Well, okay, I, I do recall. I think you had uh, one article you wrote that was real big, right? It got picked up on Reddit or something. It was on Reddit, and then what happened? Now, what's the stat? Let's just take your last post, 2012 London Olympics men's freestyle wrestling. Mapped, exclamation point. Ah, How many hits did this get? Everyone loves the maps. Why don't you pull the data up? Okay. 30 days. Um, Olympic wrestling. Which one is that? 2000. <clears throat> 2012. It's your last post. 2012 London Olympics. That has, 20, yeah. that has 20 views. 20 views. Okay. And also, another question. Yeah. When you're looking at your stats and uh, stuff's being driven to your blog via whatever, Google or something? Fa- Facebook. Are there any WWE wrestling searches that lead to your blog? No, there's actually a lot less. So already, because so it's basically Facebook. I had no idea Facebook was so powerful. Uh huh. But basically, so it's it's old people because old people are the ones who share articles on on Facebook. Actually, I think what it is, I have like some regular right people already because I've made it. You know, I don't mean to brag, but I made a name for myself on the wrestling forums. People know, <laughs> people know Yaroslav Hashik knows what the fuck he's talking about when he makes a comment. So then when I started this blog, the first thing I did was um, do this uh, NCAA, after the 2014 uh, NCAA wrestling championships, I made a map. And what college fa- what, what wrestling fans have are people that uh, want to brag about their state being good at wrestling. Yeah. Even though I can't think of anything more boring 
than having state pride in anything. Well, because wrestling is big in a lot of, uh, you know, let's just call them mediocre states, right? Pennsylvania. Iowa, Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania. Iowa. Yeah. So I basically just took. So someone else does the legwork of like cataloging where everyone that wrestles in the NCAA championships, like where their hometown is. Yeah. And so I just took that and literally, I don't want to give away any secrets for anyone that wants to create any rival blocks, but you just cut and paste it in batchgeo.com or topo.ly.com. Yes. I mean, topo.ly. You just, they, they do all the work for you. You just cut and paste it. And then I create these maps. And then I made MS Paint GIFs of them so that it's not just linking to the map. Right. Uh, and then I post on my blog. And people are like, wow, these maps are amazing. Thanks for doing that. I'm like, this took 10 seconds. But again, it, I mean, it's old people. They're easily easily impressed with things that we take for granted. So the NCA one, I also included some graphs because it's like I threw it in Excel and I pushed like five buttons as opposed to two buttons. Yeah, I, I see these graphs. They're, they're very, very impressive. Yeah, they're straight out of Excel 2007. No big deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you never used Excel before, it would take you a while to figure out how to do it. But if you have used Excel to make a graph... It, you know what those graphs look like, and you know how they're made. It takes it's, it's, right. It's not me. That's even for an average person, not even not even a, a master of business like you, who had plenty of Microsoft Office training That's at right. the uh, master's level. That's right. I'm a master when it comes to administration of, of statistics and business. Yes. So, so then I put those graphs in there, and then you can. Uh, I found this thing called socialmention.com, where if you because the blogs, the stats, they just tell you that it came from Facebook. It doesn't tell you like who posted it on Facebook. Right. So if you enter in like the blog URL onto Facebook, it will search all of Facebook and Twitter and other social media sites and tell you um, where that link, that URL shows up on Facebook. So then you can actually find like the people. They have public Facebook profiles. Huh. So I can just type in Padres Jagoff here and see if anyone has ever shared it? Yeah, you, you won't see anything though. Because even now, like the stuff doesn't show up. Yaroslav wrestling doesn't show up. It's only when it's like being currently talked about. Oh yeah, no results. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not hot on Facebook. Although I don't do anything on. I think Facebook's dead. Facebook's dead to the, the the cool hip people. That's right. They're all on. They're all on WhatsApp. Yeah, what's WhatsApp? And uh, and all the kids these days just Snapchat. I mean, they're too busy sexting to be fucking around on Facebook. Agreed, yeah. Facebook's dumbest move was to go for just as many uh, users as possible because then everyone's parents and grandparents got on. It's like, well, guess what's not cool anymore? Yeah, exactly. So, Facebook's done. It's so stupid. But what's so surprising is still, like, so once I put, like, hey, Pennsylvania has, like, three times as many All-Americans as the other states or something, then <clears throat> all these rah-rah Pennsylvania people, which I can't fathom. I don't understand why you give a shit. Like, I will root for a New Jersey wrestler if they're from New Jersey, but I, just, why would you compare your state? It doesn't give you anything. Like, who gives a shit? Uh, well, th these are all actually all of the uh, the Mike Orlandos of the world. This is true. They, yeah. I, I could see him getting very excited about this. Yeah. And he does have quite a bit of pride in his state. Yeah, so people, and then once you do this social mention thing, you find people that are posting it being like, I knew it. Pennsylvania is the most dominant wrestling state. Duh. And then you can read all the comments. And it's, it's people like, people come from all over to become champions in Pennsylvania. It's not even just, uh, it just goes on and on. And so <laughs> thousands of people were sharing this on Facebook. And that's what drives all this traffic. And that's why companies like BuzzFeed exist. Because they come up right. with a headline like, 10 pictures of fucking cats that you will love. And then it gets shared a bunch on Facebook. And that drives all the page views. And they make money that way. It's insane. Yeah, I gotta get on that train. So, I don't think I don't think Padres Jagoff content is gonna appeal to the <laughs> BuzzFeed eating community. 
10 pictures of dongs that will change <laughs> the way you think about baseball forever. <laughs> the biggest, pinkest, veinous MS paint dongs you've ever seen before. Yeah, I don't think I could do anything about that. Yeah. So none of the other. I, I think what I've got is what I've got. I mean, I've got 110 followers on Twitter. I think I'm. Uh, Yaroslav hasn't taken to the tweeter yet, has it? Because uh, old people don't don't use the tweeter. Well, there is some some tweeting action, and and that was fun too. I got like head coaches of some pretty prominent programs to re to retweet some of the stuff I put on there. Well, that's it's very exciting. You know, just the head coach of Brown. Did you tweet to them? No, not to them, but you know, the head coach of the the Brown Bears wrestling team in Ivy League school. He he direct messaged me on Twitter saying, "Oh, cool grass, keep it up." And that was nice. Well, I have to. I mean, I'd have to assume that the average wrestling program is happy that there's any kind of coverage of their, you know, of yeah. their work. Well, kind of what I've seen is that I was never a big like college follower, but seeing how like the super college fanatics are and like what coaches do. I mean, they all have they they follow these kids in high school. They follow their Twitter. Yeah, and then they get involved. It's just really weird. Like grown men who are like coaches and are supposed to be like in positions of authority are like cheering on these kids like. You know, like somebody's parents or some stupid like aunt or uncle would do, uh, if they see like a relative like winning a tournament, They'd be like, "Way to go, killer! You're a, you're a stud! Awesome job at your high school tournament that's just fucking completely meaningless." <laughs> and uh, so you see, so these coaches are like active, or you don't know, an intern or something. Who knows how it actually works out? Or some right. work study program person. But it's just so weird when they're like, when when adults like just show how. Just goofy they are on Twitter. <laughs> like I always thought of our wrestling coaches, like in high school and college, were like, eh, you know, maybe not as cr- they don't have to be like crotchety old, uh, you know, like stereotypes, but they were, you know, adults and they would make you do push-ups and stuff. <laughs> they weren't, yeah, they weren't writing tweets with like smiley faces and shit and loling at, at the horrible stuff, right. The other thing that's really weird about the wrestling community is uh, a lot, very, very high percentage of uh, serious Christians. <laughs> like, well, I mean, when they're from Iowa and Pennsylvania, half of the half of the tweets on the Twitter of, the, of my stream are like people retweeting uh, Bible uh, quotes and stuff. <laughs> it's really, really weird. And then the other thing that's kind of funny is international wrestling. Like, the best wrestlers are from uh, the like uh, Chechnyan Muslim uh, areas. Of offices, ah. so like where the Boston Marathon bombers are from, they're also they just happen to beat the shit out of all the American wrestlers. Or Dagestan, <laughs> yeah, Dagestan. <laughs> There's tons. Um, of Dagestani wrestlers, you could like you could have like three teams, and they would all beat like the best American wrestlers. So, uh, is Yaroslav wrestling your number one social media thing now? Uh, I mean, you have been active on the Twitter still on the Pals podcast. I'm still, uh, I'm still uh, pushing. You know, out. you're struggling to match the popularity you got with the um, the uh, Tim Heidecker retweet. Oh yeah, that that was a big moment because that uh, as soon as Tim Heidecker retweeted a uh, Dr. Steve Rule thing that I put on there. Uh, yes, you blew up. You blew up. Hun- hundreds of retweets and hundreds of faves. Literally. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't have the same level of followers as Padres Jagoff has right now. But um, hey, we we I'm 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 b- boosting out our message. <laughs> you are, you are bringing our message out to the people. Uh, I don't believe you post anymore about when we post a new episode of the podcast. Well, I'll but... do it this time. It's been a while. Yeah. Keep people up to date, Betty. Uh, 
friend of the podcast, I can call him now, Johnny Ryan retweeted another thing I, I tweeted recently. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that was big. Pick up some followers there. I think we're up to, like, what, 50? Uh, and you're, like, 75, I think. Ooh, how about that? Yeah. How about that action? That's probably why I get laid so much. You know, in the end, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, we've really mastered how to uh, how to be, make all kinds of milios in social media. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you think about it. Um, of course, you know, I as we talked about, I made the mistake of naming my blog and Twitter something that could never be recognized by the powers that be. But that, that um, just so came... I'll probably never get get anything out of this. That's just going to give you so much more cred, though. I mean, think about um, think about the band Pussy Riot. <laughs> that didn't stop them from being the biggest story on CNN for months. No, they persevered. Now look where they are. The Secretary of State Hillary Clinton has personally congratulated Pussy Riot. Yeah, that's pretty great. That um, like serious politicians have to acknowledge the fact that Pussy Riot is a force of good. I know it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you only have forty nine followers. I don't know. You were up at it seventy or eighty, I think. I don't know where your followers went. Oh, probably all those Tim Heidecker fans that were like, "Oh, let's follow this guy," and then they then they got a real taste of Spay. What wouldn't they have liked? You just tweeted about how uh, MacGruber 2 is long overdue. Yeah, what's up with that? Have we gotten any more news from our exclusive source? Uh, I played golf with Jason last week, but uh, I will see him on Saturday. We're going to the Padres game. Oh, nice. Uh, the suite. So. And uh, even though a uh, friend of the podcast, Jason Lax, does not actually listen to the podcast or follow us on Twitter, is he no, a fan of no. Padres Jagoff, considering that that's up his sports alley? Yes, he is a large fan of Padres Jagoff. Oh, nice. Does he compliment you, know, you on how well drawn the uh, big MS dongs are? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> uh, I do think there's been a lot of, uh, I've noticed a lot of uh, people are recognizing the genius of, uh, of Padres Jagoff. Uh, today, I felt very good about the, uh, the uh, response that I was getting. Oh, yeah? Um, I guess yesterday's was very popular. The uh, Miguel Cabrera kissing a large penis and saying, penis, my favorite. Yeah, because it implies that uh, all the time he's always got, like, penis in front of him. But, like, the, this enormous, uh, you know, baseball bat-sized peen is actually his number one fave. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of recognition for that. I think Padres Brass really took notice. <laughs> Have you gotten recognized by Padres people? Well, I made a big deal out of a... There's, um, you know, I'm a season ticket holder, so uh, I have issues related to being a season ticket holder that I bring up to Padres Brass once in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a big program this year of um, uh, adding electronic tickets. Like, you, you know, teams have had this for years now where you just show your phone and there's a bar, you know, there's like a barcode on there. That's right. It's the 21st century. They can scan NBD. the barcode. NBD. Yeah. So the Padres just added this feature uh, this year. And um, it doesn't work. So I made a big deal out of it because on opening day, people were missing. The, the, pro the process was you would – like this happened to Ogle actually. He showed his phone mm -hmm. at the gate after waiting in line because it's opening day. There's lines, tons of people. They were like, okay, this isn't going to work. We can't take this. You need to go wait in that other line at the box office where you show them the electronic ticket. And then they print out a paper ticket for you to walk back to the gate where you have to stand in line again. To get in. So what should have been a speedier process ended up adding uh, twice know, three innings, like three innings worth oh, of time. Yeah. Ogle was none too happy, and he brought his uh, his lady friend to her first game, and I think she was none too impressed. 
So I made a big deal out of it on on the Twitter and wrote a blog post, and uh, you know it got some recognition. The chief marketing officer responded and uh, quickly passed the buck on to Ticketmaster instead of taking uh, responsibility and fixing the issue. What a coward! Yeah, and now they're on their second homestand, and people are starting to see my thing when they search for information on Google, and uh, they've started tweeting me and asking me to stand up for them. To uh, to Wayne Partello, the chief marketing officer. Oh, nice! So people are like being like, "Can you whine to Padres for me?" Yeah, I'm a real I'm a real champion of the people. In fact, <clears throat> people are requesting me take uh, Wayne Partello's portrait and uh, giving him the Padres Jagoff treatment, Basi- which I'm considering. Basically, you're like Daenerys Targaryen to the the slaves that she freed, except to the Padres fans. Exactly. Except for the moneyed season ticket holders that are complaining about a minor inconvenience. But you do have about three or four warrior dudes all fighting for your affection. Clear. One of them is named Grey Worm. Yes, yes. And the other one changes appearance between seasons. <laughs> the other one grew a nice stubbly beard, a nice hipster beard since the last yeah. time I saw him. Well, let's quickly get to that, Spay. I don't have all day here. We're about to hit the hour mark, but there has been a lot of movement in the entertainment world. Yeah, um, here, let me... Obviously, last week... Let me signal our switch from Sprots to Entertainment with this nice air horn that app that I downloaded. <laughs> Did you hear that? Nice. There we go. I use that a lot in um, Carnival, because uh, we'd be like sitting around and be like, hey, what was that song that went like this? <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I would have a good laugh. That was another good bit by me. So you feel free. To- I can see how that would be very popular. Yeah, space. just just uh, go to your uh, app store and look for air horn sounds, and you can download the app and be, be as hilarious as I was. Yeah. Um, all yeah. right. Well, let's get to entertainment. Uh, Game of Thrones started last week. That's right. Uh, you know, a long wait. Um, I obviously don't subscribe to HBO, but was able to watch it. Right. You were evaluating uh, again. Yes, evaluated. Uh, Newsman Ogle came over with his lady friend and his uh, roommate, and we all had a fun time. Breaking uh, the watching. law. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, please, like every like every single person that watches HBO Go, I'm sure they all subscribe, right? They're paying for it. Yeah, for Christmas, I gave uh, both my brothers my HBO Go password. <laughs> yeah, he wrote it on a post-it note and then wrapped it. No, I didn't rap. Are you kidding? No, I just was like, here, enter in this, and uh, now you're hooked up. Great. Merry Christmas. And yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that would be bad, that would be bad for thought... the environment, wasting all that paper. I just want to let yeah. everyone know that I'm environmentally conscious and going green. Clear, clearly. Thank you. So what did you think of it, Spay? There was quite a bit of boobs on it. I thought you would have been a fan of that. Yeah, like when I saw one of those boobs, I was like... Um, no, it was good. It was good to have everybody back. I mean, I'm glad most of the Starks are dead. I mean, spoiler alert, but, uh, uh, they, they were the biggest idiots in Westeros. Uh, they, yeah, the only good one's Arya and she was great in last episode. Yeah, she was, she was a great, oh, Needle, finally back in my possession. Now let me just stab this piece of shit. And then the Hound was like, uh, was that your first kill, girl? And she's like, yeah, but not really because she just told that other guy, the man without a face to kill tons, tons of people. That's true, yeah. I mean, like, how does, what's the difference there? Instead of just using, a, instead of pulling the trigger and shooting a person, you just say a name and you've named yeah. someone. Now that guy, Killing's killing. Kill, yeah. You know, whether you use your bare hands, whether you use a fucking needle-like sword, or whether you tell an assassin to do it because he owes you a favor because you opened up his locked cage while it was about to get lit on fire, you still, you've still committed that act. I think most judges would see it that way. See, see I agreed, that, yeah. Yeah. 
but I think Sansa should be sweating it right now um, because all the other boring Starks are dead. So <clears throat> if she wants to, you know, have multiple seasons on that show, she better hope that her character gets more interesting than just, oh, I don't pray anymore. I just cry. Yeah, nobody, nobody needs that. Yeah, I'm getting pretty sick of her as is. I'd be like, listen, you, you should have just done a better job getting Joffrey's affection because he's the king now and he can do what he wants. So now now you're stuck hanging out with uh, like a whore who's your handmaiden and like that. Yeah, I mean, someone tell her, you know, she's not going to put out, you know, it's kind of what happens. So. Uh, you know, you could have been friendlier to Joffrey. The guy's got some yeah, needs. Yeah, you know, he's got needs. He's got some preferences. You just suck it up and do your duty for the kingdom. Yeah, duty. <laughs> I said duty. <laughs> and that was pretty good. Uh, the dragons are getting big, so they're gonna have to expand their CGI budget. Yeah, they're you know they're getting a little bit unruly. Yeah, I don't. Um, I still go with my prediction that at some point um, the the other Stark that actually wasn't in the episode, so I didn't think of how boring he is. But the little kid that can uh, control animals. Uh, who's that? Bran. Yeah, the Warg. Yeah. He's just going to warg the dragons and be like, I own this shit now, and kill all the ice zombies. Yeah, totally. And then, um, you know, you can see things are going to go bad for the Lannisters pretty soon. Like, just, yeah, pretty clear. They're hanging on pretty by a thread. About to happen. Although it's I, think, I think we're only a few episodes away. Yeah, and the um, like the best characters there, everyone's are they supposed to be the villains. It's like I want Tywin to like he's the boss. Like he's Ty, Tywin's awesome. Like I'm sorry he doesn't like Tyrion because Tyrion. Is a dwarf and uh, his mom died in childbirth or whatever. But you know, Tywin wants the kingdom run the way he wants it run, and I think he'd do a pretty decent. Yeah, job. you don't get to Tywin's position unless you know what you're doing. You know, his da- his dad fucked up the Lannisters, and Tywin did a pretty decent job. I think all things considered, putting everything yeah, back. Yeah, I work. agree. Everyone respects the Lannisters. If you're in trouble and you're got the Latin Lannister last name, you just gotta be like, look, I got fucking gold, dude. Yeah, always pay our debts. Yeah, and you, you know, you don't get a good credit rating. Yeah, remember, don't know what you're doing. Remember when uh, when that dude, uh, who was the old dude that had all the daughters? You could have them both if you wanted. The the the, the, uh, the Roos, you know. Um, yeah, him too, though. Who's, what's, who is it? It's uh, it's Roos Bolton, and then the old guy was the he had the, the with the twins with the red wedding. Yeah, who was? It? But they all kids. Did, they all did it just to get on the good side of the Lannisters. So it's like you know, hey Starks, maybe you live a nice honorable life, but nobody fucking likes you because you're boring. And, yeah. They'll cut off your fucking dog's head and put it on the head of your stupid son, <clears throat> who idiot like an idiot married some nurse instead of marrying who he should have married. Yeah, broke promises. Lannisters don't break promises. That's right. Lannisters break backs. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> so that'll be on tonight. Uh, you know, I th- what is it? It's on right now for you, right? Nine oh one. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm gonna go record that. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to do? Cut off the show. No, that's fine. I can. Uh... I mean, the only other thing I think we have to discuss right now is, uh, I guess, possibly the Americans. I don't know if you're caught up, or uh, we can brief, briefly touch on Justified finishing up this yeah, uh, last. We can we can talk about whatever. I'm fine. Oh, Silicon Valley comes on next, which was I don't know if you saw that, but it was fucking, nope. It was fucking great. Uh, it was. It's going to be the best comedy that's on TV right now. Like it was at the highest level. Like Mike Judge, it was Office Space except Silicon Valley, so it was it was perfect. I mean, I guess I'll download some. You yeah, go ahead and evaluate it, Keen. Don't yeah. you know, don't go to too much trouble. But if you happen to illegally <laughs> steal it, then go ahead and, and enjoy it. I mean, I guess I guess I can do that. It has TJ. Have you seen Extract? No. 
Really? That's a good one you should evaluate. No, I skipped that one. Yep. I, it's sitting on my hard drive waiting for evaluation. Uh, well, it's worth a, it's worth a watch. It's worth a uh, look, look-see. Um, it's got T.J. Miller in that, too, but I won't re- you know, go over how good T.J. Miller is. You should just know. All right. Well, I'm already pulling up the uh, evaluation website. <laughs> I'm already pulling up this totally illegal evaluation <laughs> website. Um, Actually, I think they posted the first episode legally to watch somewhere. Oh, um, great. Well... Enjoy yourself. But I'm going to actually get the – I'm going to still get the uh, evaluation copy. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, don't uh. – <laughs> oh, I guess what uh, – speaking of entertainment, guess what finally got added onto my uh, basic cable package on Fios? Well, you finally have uh, FX, whatever it is. FXX. The X yeah. is for the extra TV that I get to watch. Yeah, so now you can watch the, uh, the Americans. Uh, Americans was on regular FX. Oh, okay. Now you can watch uh, Always Sunny. I can watch Always Sunny. The League, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Sons of Anarchy is on regular FX. Uh, okay. Legit. I don't know if you watch that, but that shows. I do enjoy Legit. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it too. I think it, Legit is kind of like what Louis would be if Louis cared about being tried funny. to be funny. Yeah, exactly. Was like more interested in being funny than just being weird. Yeah, and it's also good to see DJ Qualls on TV again. That's true. I'm a big fan of DJ Qualls. I don't know if you've seen the movie The New Guy. It's highly un- unappreciated. But which one was the new guy? There's a good chance. Uh, that's where uh, DJ Qualls uh, is in school as a nerd, and then he changes schools, and he becomes the cool guy who all the ladies are after. You know, I may not have seen that. I think it's called the new guy. Hold on. They should call I'm it almost the, new guy. the new guy. Yeah, 2002, the new guy. Uh, a high school senior branded uncool in the ninth grade gets himself expelled, so he changes his image to cool kid at the town's other high school. And I don't want to give away too much, but there's an encounter with his old school where he's uncool, and he has to come to terms with that. How many... Um, and uh, Eliza Dushku is in this as ooh, the, uh, I'm a big, the love interest. I'm a big fan of Eliza Dushku. I think Zoe, yeah, Zoe Deschanel's in it as well. I'm a much bigger fan of Elijah Dushku than I am of Zoe Deschanel. But there's some other good people. Uh, um, Let me guess, Zoe Eddie, Deschanel Eddie has Griffin. a bunch of stupid bangs and she sings some stuff and then... Yeah, clearly. Yeah, and then acts like being weird is cooler than just having boobs out. Yeah. Clevages. But uh, yeah, Gene Simmons is in it, Eddie Griffin, Horatio Sands. There's some good There's some good people. It's, it's very unappreciated. It gets lumped in with uh, stupid teen movies, but it was pretty good. How... Um, how many breasticles are we talking? How many? Wait, I don't know if there's any. It's PG-13. Okay, I'm out. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not wasting my time with this kitty bullshit. Yeah, you've got you've got stuff to do. I've got important HBO shows and some Showtime shows. I watched Shameless ended. I don't know if you watched Shameless, but it's pretty good. Nope. Yeah, you know, I got a full slate here. You know, got a baby. I'm gonna be a little more selective with what shows I'm watching. Oh yeah, we barely um, talked about Baby Keen, although Baby Keen was in the last episode. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. But yeah, we talked about it last episode. How's uh, how's fatherhood treating you? You know, it's good. Yeah? Did you ever think no about complaints. just, like, wrapping up your baby in a package and mailing it to Borneo so you don't have to deal with it anymore? Or uh, to, to uh, Abu Dhabi, like Garfield. <laughs> like Garfield would send Odie? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Nermal. Oh, Nermal. Nermal to Abu Dhabi. Hey, if you want a good laugh. Uh, he talks about this regularly on his on his Twitter spay. Who does? I don't know if he does, actually. Gar- Garfield on Garfield or whatever the stupid Twitter is. Oh, no. I was going to say, if you want a good laugh, go to at uh, Garfield and then just read the responses to all of his tweets. <laughs> I don't know how they don't block these people, but uh, sometimes I get on there, too. It's like a whole bunch of people. That- yeah, I've seen yours. Yours are great, and you get retweeted a lot off of it, too. Yeah, there's like a little community of people that do nothing but like heckle Garfield's tweets. 
like the funniest one. And some of them are like so funny because they're so bad. Like at one point he's like, it's like, oh, it feels good to warm up on like a cold like Monday or something. And some guys like I'm warming, <laughs> I'm warming up my knives, which will soon be inside you. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's keep talking about I want to stab Garfield to death. <laughs> like they're. Some of them are really, really good. So if you just go through, like, you know, he makes, like, a tweet, like, every day, and they're all so boring and uninteresting and so inoffensive. that just <laughs> juxtapose that is all these tweets, like, Garfield, I'm going to fucking murder you. Or, like, at one point, Garfield's like, oh, nothing better than chocolate. And someone's like, chocolate is is deadly to cats, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> going off on them. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Yeah, the, uh, check those out. They make me. Laugh. I'll check that out. <laughs> um, I'm warming up my knives. And all part of our mastery of social media today. <laughs> Who warms up knives? Doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to cut through flesh more easily, Spec. I guess. <laughs> I see you. I see you've never cut a cat with a knife. I've never plunged a knife into the belly of a big fat <laughs> orange cat. Is <laughs> calling him a big fat orange lump? That's so much. Fun. <laughs> I could Garfield. Oh, those are so good. Um. Yeah. What other? What other entered? Oh yeah, yeah. So what's it? So uh, how else is the whole? You know, changing diapers and you know, have you? Have you yeah, that's good. You know, we got her down to a science. She's already a student at the local Montessori school. Uh, she's in her third week of that. Wait, they can't have a school. She doesn't even know what the hell's going on. Oh, they school her, Spay. They just like play Mozart and like show a bunch of yeah. show a bunch of numbers in her face. Exactly. Yeah, they do lots of touch exercises. They have circle time. Uh, you know, it's exactly what eleven week year, eleven week old babies are looking for. Yeah, she's just a little burrito that you wrap up and looks like kind of like Yoda. Exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've noticed on your Facebook pics. Uh, I don't know whether to congratulate you or not, but uh, it looks like you've uh, only taken two generations to breed out most of the Korean influences. Agreed. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's got red hair, blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, her. Her face is very uh, the, the red hair, yeah, like very not. Uh, it's got the it's very white looking. Yes, yeah, very much so. Uh, she, she did get my nose, um, but yeah, the eyes are very much not mine. Yeah, um, you know what? Again, yeah, not not trying to uh, <laughs> to cross any uh, the lines there, but right. it's, it's it's interesting to see. I mean, uh, I don't know, good a good mutt. Well, you know, she is only a quadroon, so. <laughs> Some of that might change though, because a lot of sometimes, uh, like my brother, a lot of times you have like these uh, babies that are born with like white hair, and then it, yeah. and it ends up pretty dark. Yeah, I don't know. The doctor seemed to think she was going to, at worst, become a strawberry blonde instead of a ginger. My niece. The hilarious thing would yeah. be if uh, you know the Tranthams are uh, you know waiting for their child, but uh, right. what if they don't get a ginger? Right. Oh. And then the, and then the Asian guy has a ginger. <laughs> to be like they've been cheated out of their ginger uh, heritage. <laughs> I know. I mean, they got married for the express purpose of furthering the ginger. I yeah. I saw Tom uh, not too long ago, actually, and he was uh, talking about how everyone seems to be having like redheaded babies. So it's like I never. I guess it's cool to be redheads again. All these, uh, all, all these fireheads. Yeah, all these fireheads. <laughs> I don't think that's the right term, but. Uh, yeah, but he's you know he's very close to it, so I'm eager to see if they were able to successfully keep the ginger line going. He had discussed previously, you know, he would bring up that those studies about how uh, at some point the gingers would be extinct. 
So yeah. I think you know they're very happy to carry that line on. If we were Muslim after you said that phrase, I would say, uh, "As is Allah's wish." <laughs> <laughs> and and Jesus. Yeah, pretty much everybody. But yeah, it's you know, it's interesting. It's like um, you know all the genetics and whatever. But I think Tom Tom's got to have definitely. You would think he'd have to. I mean, he'd have to. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what their. I can't remember what his parents look like, or if they're both gingers, also. His, so well, you know, his. You know, in our case, you know, the blue, the red, the blue eyes and the red hair. You know, drastically beat the odds genetically for I, yeah. uh, for Sophie. So you never know. You I never guess know we know whose genes won that battle. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, mine is mine. I guess. I guess we my, know that that, that baby's mostly Blair's and maybe not even yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. Hey. What color hair does the UPS delivery guy have? How <laughs> <laughs> oh, about the pool guy? Uh, you don't have a pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just checked on socialmention.com and I just looked up Jagoff. And the only thing that Jagoff gets used for is about uh, Obama bashing. Oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot. There's all kinds of Facebook Jagoff mentions related to uh, this president's Jagoff henchmen want to dictate what we can and can't feed our children. <laughs> That's right, you jag off Obama. This is America, you scum. Oh my God! It just uh... CNN, you should be shut down. What a bunch of jagoffs! <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad that Padres jagoff can be linked with these uh, with these individuals. These are the people that like uh, want like you to be proud that they're from the same state as you. you know? Yeah. Like that's when you're like, ah, yes, yeah, more. More athletes from my great state. I'm like, do you know how many pieces of shit are from your state? Like, yeah. Let's think about what you're actually being proud of right now. Country's the, our country's kind of the worst. It is pretty terrible. Did you realize that as well when you were in Trinidad? Well, what makes me re- – well, I don't know. In Trinidad, yeah, like when it's like – I think this every time I leave the country. It doesn't matter what country I'm going to. Everyone else is happier. In Costa Rica, everyone's happy. You know, They're living in you know a tin-roofed place, and they're all happy. Yeah, I mean having corrugated tin for a, a walls and a roof – uh, would damper some spirits, but it's just, it's just. But they always have satellite TV. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we they have like, universal health care. I saw where you lived, uh, the Slut Factory in college. Um, the name of your house. I mean, that was a piece of yes, crap. Yeah. You saw Aqua Velva where I lived. That was a piece of shit. We can be yeah. we can be happy living in terrible conditions as long as you give us booze and HBO. Right. Yeah, and someone to pay the bills for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, someone to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's life's really great when you don't have to pay bills yourself and go to work to pay the bills. Yeah, life would be great if it wasn't for work. I was talking, uh, uh, I was at a barbecue earlier. That's why I was a little bit late to the recording. Oh, were there ladies there? Uh, yeah, but they all had kids. I mean, <laughs> everybody has kids now. And um, when the it was the Chens, uh, a fellow, um, a happy like you are. Yes. Uh, Bub, Bub Chen. And his wife is pregnant and... Um, uh, oh, good for Bubba. Yeah, it's their first kid. He's fertile. Yeah. His wife's name is Jen Chen, by the way, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but she has a sense of humor about it. It's fine. Uh, but she was like, oh, we're trying to figure out what to do. Like, if I, you know, I'm a, like, I put in my notice, but we want to move to Chicago and all this other stuff. I'm like, well, think about it this way. She's because she's worried that, like, they don't relocate to Chicago, but she already put in her notice. I'm like, A, moving sucks. So, you know, not, you know, moving to Chicago would be a pain in the butt. So you don't have to do that. Be working blows, so <laughs> you can just not go back to work when you have a kid. So those are two. yeah. So think about those. That's fine. I think you come out ahead. Both counts. 
So maybe we should all just uh, just stop working because who fucking needs it? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a couple more months before Yaroslav Wrestling WordPress dot com starts. Uh, yeah. So you go public. Start cranking out the uh, you know the the eyeball dollars, the page view bucks. Yeah. And then you know this podcast. I think you know now that we're gonna get back on on track with this guy, we'll be we'll be rolling in the dough again. Yeah, exactly. Let me quickly check the traffic on our uh, on our posts. <laughs> <laughs> Eight million page views. So, oh, that. Uh, okay, we've got 110 posts. We've had... <laughs> well, it's not. It's not looking good, Spay. I don't know how monetization is going to work on this. But... How many? How many page views are? Well, on? Andy goes to Carnival. Yeah, got six. Six. The episode before that, where we had nude in the title, uh, got 11 hits. Yeah. Yeah, The problem is we didn't have enough air horn. (laughs) Details! So, you know, I I don't think we're looking at... Maybe um, maybe we can move to a tropical island and then uh, just podcast from there and blog from there. Yeah, I think that would work. You know, it's all about context, though, because think about, like, what's going on in Ukraine and Crimea right now, right? Yeah. Like, you have people that are like, like, no, 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 we want to be like Europe because, look, Poland is no different than Ukraine, and they're rich now and we're poor. So we tried Russia, now we're going to go to Poland. And then Russia's like, no, 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 we want to dominate you. Like, we're, we're going to take you back. And then you have all the Russian speakers that are like, yeah, let's be more like Russia and you're like, are you retarded? Like, look at Russia. It's like the biggest redneck outpost in the world. Like, of all the places you can be white, like, that's the worst places. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, there's worse places in Russia out there. But they're not worse, like, white European places. Yeah, I mean, the only worst place is, like, Serbia. Yeah, they're, uh, they're comrades. They're Slavic buddies. Right. I mean, there's very little that's worse. Like, even, And I, I also think the, peop- the people that... Um, it's like some people are like rooting for Russia. Yeah, and I think well, Crimea was all about it. And at some point, it's like, yeah, like it's fucked up that they're like crossing a border. But on the other hand, it's like, if that's what these people want, let them have Russia. Like, or, you know, let them be part of Russia, and then we'll be like, that's your stupid choice. You, you lose. Like the part of Ukraine that wants to be part of Europe, you know, just be like, fine, you can take this half of Ukraine, and congratulations, your prize is fucking asshole Putin is your. Boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was reading these people, they'd be like, man, I sure wish our president was strong, like Putin. I wish we had a president like Putin. Oh, God, yeah, the people are, like, now using it as an excuse to bash Obama again. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God, it just, it's like, no, wait, why, first of all... You know, you know, I'm not a lover of him, you know, for our current administration and whatnot, but... Uh, <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> yeah, we're... It doesn't look good to be like, man, I hope Russia's successful with this invasion of uh, Crimea so that we can really show the world how deficient we are at foreign policy. Well, yeah, just the idea that, like, we're finally getting, like, people out of the Middle East and stop having, like, legs blown off by roadside bombs. And now you want to go fight for Crimea? No, no, I don't... Fuck that. What do I... Yeah, what do I care? The oil gets here either way. I do not... I don't care. ...give a shit about, like, Ukraine and Crimea. If these fuckers want to be part of Russia so bad... Fine. If they don't, they can go to the other side of Ukraine and you'll be good. Or they can go to Poland. Yeah. Most of them already do go to Poland. Agreed. Good. Let, let Russia have it. And they're so happy. They were having parades in Crimea because 
Russian troops are there. The Spetsnaz are back. It's like, all right, like you don't. What do you win? Yeah, what do we care? It doesn't affect any of us. Yeah. Nothing affects us. That's like the only thing that affects me is whether uh, how quickly they get the Game of Thrones episode up on BitTorrent, and <laughs> and then uh, if people, if I can troll people on Twitter on Padres Jagoff, that's that's about all they care about. I would love to see Keen in like Congress, like on C-SPAN. And people are like, we need a bill, or like, we're too soft on this. And like, McCain goes up there saying, oh, we need to do this. And then you're like, gentlemen, I propose that we ignore, we stop paying attention to this and focus on what really matters getting Game of Thrones on BitTorrent immediately. Yes, I don't know if you guys are aware, but it took me an hour to obtain the episode after it finished so that I could watch it two hours before it was coming on in the West Coast time zone. <laughs> Motion to filibuster and adjourn immediately. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> additionally, additionally, I downloaded one that was actually a fake, <laughs> and I had to re-download a file, and it delayed me another 20 minutes in seeing this episode. I couldn't even trust the comments on the Pirate Bay when they said yeah, thanks for I mean, the what am I made? What am I, made of time here? <laughs> I don't want to waste any of my precious times pushing buttons and watching a meter get filled up with a fake AVI video. <laughs> Exactly. What that's the true travesty here. Yeah. Please let the Crimeans download Game of Thrones on their own time. We need to focus on what matters here in the United States. Yes. We're Americans. We need to worry about American problems. Exactly. All right, today with that, let's close this episode. And All right. We've got Game of Thrones to watch. I've got to wait forty one minutes until I can get the BitTorrent episode. I have some Game of Thrones. And um that last song that we'll end off that we started with that we can end it is called H-M-A, H-M-A, and I think that ties into kind of the theme of the episode. Do you know what it stands for, H-M-A? Health Management Association. That's what it stands for. That's what they sing during Carnival is Health Management Association. It stands for Happiest Man Alive. Okay. It's all about content. Which, a- which Little Andy is when he's in the islands. All I got to do is put this song on, and I can remember it takes me away to that special place. Yeah, the land of butts. It was butts on butts. That was actually kind of a fun dance to do is when your butt is on a female's butt. And it's not it's not all that, like, arousing or tittle. Like, it's just kind of funny to, like, shove your butt up against someone else's butt that's shoving up against your butt. I don't know. It's, it's like a stranger's butt on your butt. How often does that happen? Yeah, just butts and boners. That's the way to go through life. Yeah, mostly just butts, though. Mostly butts. Also, I would yeah. think about that scene, uh, the famous scene at the end of um, uh, Requiem for a Dream. I haven't seen it. Ass to ass. That's all I'll say. The people that know that movie know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, here's Michelle Montano, who's got a girl's name, but he's just a dude. And it's about the happiest man alive, which I hope everybody has been now that we've had another successful podcast. Yes. Uh, all right. Peen, have a good evening and uh, good. Uh... Uh, let's try not to go another uh, month between episodes hopefully you can fit us into your busy social schedule hey i'm on top of it man even though the social calendar is filling up quickly also we've had a request from the caveman today right before we were about to uh to record oh what was it is that where to do the episode when's the next plopcast oh and you were like today today junior yeah right now all right great so long pals bye pals